And welcome to another episode of Raising the Bar here on RadioOmaha.com. Coming to you every week from a bar somewhere in the Omaha metro. And this week we come to you from, what's the name of this place? Geno's. Geno's. Is it Geno's Bar and Grill? Yeah. Geno's like Bar that. and Grill out here off of 168th and Maple-ish, right? Yeah. North side of Maple. Uh, with me today are a couple of members of a local rock and roll group. Not a duo. You're an actual full-on band because there's like a third guy sitting right next to me who's also part of this thing. But anyway, I have Mr. Damon Marvin. Say hi. hi. He said hi. And, and Travis Goddard. Hello. Hi. They are members of Damon Nomad and also with me, and I'm just going to lean the mic in, is Mr. Brian. How's it going? Very good, Brian. All right. As you can see, this is a real professional, real professional setup. Uh, yeah. So... Thanks for joining me, guys. Sure. Um, this is, I don't know, eighth or ninth show that we've done, and, and we have dozens of listeners, so it's it's a real big hit. It's a huge hit. Uh, you can hear the show on RadioMaha.com. Um, we podcast, and you can hear us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much the only ways you're going to hear us. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you, you have to actively – we're not coming to you. You have to come to us. Anyway, uh, you know, we're a sports and entertainment talk show. We're going to talk a little bit about what these guys do musically, um, but not before we talk a little sports. And I, I probably troll you guys a little bit about Please. your teams. Um, uh, Damon, you're a fan of a team that my team beat in the Super Bowl, so that's going to be cool. And uh, Travis, your Cubs are in first place right now, which has got to make you feel super good. Like, nothing can go wrong at this point. I mean, it's just clear sailing to October. Right? Absolutely the opposite. Right. Um, kind of seen this movie before. Yeah. Um, a few times. No. Um, really? Two, 2007 squeaked into the playoffs. 2008 came in, second best record in the league, and then they just shit the bed against the Dodgers in the playoffs. Shit so, the bed. <laughs> I mean, I, I try not to get my hopes up. Um, last year was an unexpected surprise. Uh, well, no, I'm, no that's I am. I am. But, I mean, the problem with last year's team is that it was the long ball or nothing. Yeah. And when they went in and they faced a Mets pitching staff, which was just lights out, um, I didn't expect much and I didn't get much. So this team feels a little bit more balanced, but we'll see what happens. Long right. season. Yeah, well, you lost Schwarber early on, and that that kind of had that was kind of a kick in the uh, in the old Trubbies. True. True. Yeah. yeah, and they did finally take his ball off the, the scoreboard too, yeah, which was kind was of a say. disappointment. <laughs> Wait, was there a curse of the Schwarbs or something going on? No, no, it was supposed to be good luck, but you know, we, yes. we saw uh, that. Happen. Obviously, <laughs> apparently not. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Damon, so. uh, you're a big you're a big Mariners fan. I haven't even looked. Where, where are they? Yeah, they're still it? a team. Are they? Yeah, are they still around. I remember a just won our third ago. series in a row today. Oh wow! No big deal. Okay, okay. So you guys are in it. You're contending. What? I don't know about that. Through, through April, anyway. <laughs> through April. Yeah, we're almost through April, and you're not in last, right? No, there's two yeah. teams below us. Okay, maybe Brian, three. Brian, do you have a baseball team? Oh, you know, I, I follow the Royals a little bit. And just being Good man. I'm, I'm a new Royals fan. Sort of a bandwagon. Not really a bandwagon. No, you're a bandwagon fan. Well, no. I've been a Royals guy since the days of Bo Jackson and, and uh, those guys. So you know, He's, no. Jesse's like, who's that? I've, I've been a Royals fan since the days of Mike Moustakis. <laughs> <laughs> so, since the days they were in contention for yeah. World Series. No, you know, no. I left, I left Boston when they were on top, and I said this is enough is enough, and I hopped on Kansas City uh, two, two or three years ago when – you know, all the storm chasers were coming up through, and it was kind of fun to see them go through that and 
you know, they're on TV locally every night, and I don't have to pay for it, so why not, right? Kind of like the Cubs, but nationally. Well, and, and I support anyone leaving Red Sox Nation. Right. Or any circumstances. Yeah, so. you know, I, I still, there's still one Boston team I follow, and I, I'll, I don't know that I'll ever leave them. BC? Uh, what's that? <laughs> BC? BC? No, the, uh, the, the fighting Tom Brady. Fighting Tom Brady's and Gronk. It's pretty sad when you have to relegate your team to one player. <laughs> and Gronk. And Belichick. Or two. We'll see what happens one day when all those guys leave. So, Yeah, so guys, this is kind of what we do. We, we've all got beers and beers and front on of us. And How's like, that third stone? Hang on. You like it? We've got technical difficulties here. Uh, so we're in the middle of a snowstorm. Or no, <laughs> that would be something. A rain. We're in the middle of a rainstorm, which is bordering on a tornado, and we just lost all everything just now. And I don't know if it was because we bumped something, or if there's a signal going on outside that's not working well. But um, we're gonna roll because that's how we. That's how we roll, literally. See, uh, you bring up Schwarber. This is what happens. Yeah, we, we shouldn't talk about the Cubs anymore. Yeah. Uh, where I was going was we've all got beers, we're all sitting around the table, and that's the essence of what the show is about, just guys BSing about sports and music at a bar. Um, talking about some other things, current events in the sports, uh, we talked about it last week, uh, Damon, with your brother, Dane, who is uh, kind of my default media entertainment guru, talked about the NFL draft. And uh, but you're a Seahawks fan. I'm wondering if you have a little bit more insight on the hopes and dreams of the Seahawks fans in this this week's NFL draft. Sure. I can only speak for myself, but uh, we haven't had a first-round draft pick since Bruce Irvin, like four years ago. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of, as a fan, hoping that trend continues because I, I don't like first-round contracts, especially when you are always good and you pick towards the end. I think the only thing that you're missing with a, not having a first-round contract is the fifth-year fifth option. Okay. And I think that only matters if you have like a superstar quarterback, or because that's the only reason you're going to pay that kind of money to keep him. But uh, I hope we trade out, add another fourth round pick, because it seems like our general manager John Schneider he pulls Richard Sherman out of the sixth right. round, you yeah. know, or Russell Wilson in the third round. So it's great when you have a general uh, manager. That's that that's kind of my hopes, and we need to do something to address address the offensive line because. So you're hoping offensive line. It's been a, a revolving door, not only of players, but of those players. Is Russell Okung still there? No. He's not? What he's about, in uh, Denver. Actually, Walter funny Jones. story about him. Is he him. still yeah, I wish. Walter Jones? The, the greatest of all time, you yeah. mean? Yeah. That's, that's how you will address him. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. All right, then. But, uh, no, Okung, he, he was his own agent, right? He signed a, always br- a always big a deal. Move. He signed a big deal with Denver with zero guaranteed money. That's like that, no, that's why you have an wise. agent, ladies right. and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if ever there is an argument against not, against being your own agent, let Russell Okung be that be that testament. So he's the what's he on left side? Left tackle. He's gonna be kind left of. tackle. He's gonna be protecting Mark Sanchez, then, right? <laughs> oh my God. He's just, <laughs> He could be. No, he's probably just going to roll on the ground and be like, "Just get him." Right, just go get. Him. Well, Okun could be the new butt in the new face of the butt fumble face meme video. He could be the new guy that he runs into. Amazing. He could be fa- his butt could be famous. If well, he, his if ankles he plays are already his famous right. for being made of glass. Right. Uh, so shifting gears uh, over to Travis's team. Travis, you are a fan of the Kansas City Chefs. Uh, 
Correct. You guys are speaking of glass and Jamal Charles. Uh, yes. Let's yes. see. Um, what do you are you hoping for? Skill players or what, what um, do you want to see? Need help at wide receiver. Yeah, you got um, Offensive line, defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You can probably use another defensive back, mm-hmm. but um, I don't get too wrapped up in the draft just because I don't know enough about it. I was just going to ask um, if you guys have like researched any actual players specifically. You know, um, for me, like draft day starts right around August when it's fantasy football time. Yeah, um, we're in a league together. That's true. Yes. And, Two-time champs, both yes. of us. Uh, but, you know, I, I trust they'll make the right decision, and they pulled last year, you know, out of someplace dark and mm-hmm. unholy, and if they can do it again this year, I'll be happy with that. But what do you think about the rise of the Raiders? You know, you don't want to know about that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're coming. No. They're, they're coming up. No. They've been saying that for years. But everything's – you know – I don't know. I, I like the Raiders. I see what they did. And years ago, they hired Reggie McKenzie, who was from the Packers administration. But I think it's the best move they ever did because at that point, they stopped being Al Davis's Raiders and started being, you know, an actual professional football team sure. who made wise well, decisions. The, the best thing that ever happened to the Raiders was Al Davis dying. Oh, right? for sure. And, and there are a lot of well, a lot of Raiders fans. That I don't. I hope there's none in this bar because is there is there a metal detector at the door or anything? Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he ran, he ran that team into the ground. For sure. And he wanted speed and would trade anything to get it, and they they suffered for it. So. They did. Well, specific uh, as far as specific prospects go, I, I do a little bit of draft research, and I can tell you if the Kansas City Chiefs draft a guy named Josh Doxson out of TCU, receiver, it'll be nice. It'll be a nice pairing with Macklin. Oh, yeah. um, if that's and I think he'll be available when you guys are up. Uh, he's looking like the second or third receiver to come off the board. Yeah. And it's weird because receivers are now like a big deal in the first round for some reason. There's a couple. There's one that could go in the top ten, but you're not gonna have a shot. Oh sure. Yeah. Fred and will. I mean, you'll have you'll have of course Jamal back. We'll see what he's gonna be. Yeah. I've got him on my team now, by the way. Two complete, you know, blown knees. <laughs> but um, I mean, he's he's a third receiver and very dangerous down the field as well. So. Um, they, they made the right choice to get Alex Smith, and steady as she goes. Cool, cool. Well, well, I think that's our that's pretty much our football talk, fellas. Uh, where's my wings, Damon? I ordered wings. There's there's literally nobody in here. It's worth the what wait. The hell? Are they the killing wait. the chicken back there? I'm telling you, it's worth the wait. Okay. Charbuff. Charbuff. That's all you need to know. What am I getting? A dozen? However many is in the basket, guy. Don't don't even count it. Just all right. I'll just eat them. Okay. Well, we opened the uh, we opened the show with the Pearl Jam song "Alive." Uh, Damon is the lead singer of a Pearl Jam. Is it a cover or tribute whoa, whoa, whoa. band? Yeah, tribute. Their tribute. I think. What's the difference? The cover band. Well, tribute. You actually dress up like them and everything. You don't oh, really? dress up. Yeah. yeah, you don't wear the. Yeah, you're a cover band. All right. Well, Did I, I just I define your fucking? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes people say, uh, you know, it's pretty good, but you guys don't look anything like him. And I'm like, <laughs> who does that? I'm like, who does that? I'm like, like you want us to put on wigs and flannel? I'm like, well, that's what, what uh, song the song remains the same. Used to do that. No, the guy didn't have a guy that looked like him. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's the other one, Achilles' last band. They do that. Really? Okay. Oh, the wings are here. Look at that. Awesome wing. What? Oh hell no! I don't want ranch. And this is ranch. Okay. So mine aren't so mine aren't here yet. See, that's what you get. You bastards. All right. So now that we've dropped an f bomb, where, where I was 
I did. I've been good. Where I was going with this was uh, we opened up with a Pearl Jam song called Alive, and uh, we're going to get real cheesy here. There's a music legend that is no longer alive, and uh, I think we should probably talk about that You're guy. You're talking about Bowie? Uh, that David guy Bowie? And, and um, uh, the, one, the one dude, uh, Prince. Oop, there's my wings. Awesome. Prince. Um, you're a musician. You guys are all musicians. Uh, Travis, I know you're a huge Prince fan. You celebrate his entire catalog, and every time a famous musician dies, you just jump on social media and just want to see all the tributes. Tell me how Prince affected your life. Uh, you know, I I don't know if you noticed this week. I left I left Prince alone because uh, he was, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan, um, but. I respect what he did. Uh, sorely underrated guitarist, just fantastic. Um, and I, I went back and even watched a couple of things this week, given that it was everywhere. Um, but Great, greatest watched, Super Bowl halftime show ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Watched that, and then I watched uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps with Tom Petty mm-hmm. uh, and Dahani Harrison and all of those, all of those fine folks, and just killed it at the end of that. So I mean. Is that a pun? Killed I, it at the end? That's not very nice. Let's keep it classy, guys. Yeah. With, with the F-bombs, you mean? Yeah. You know, the world's largest uh, Prince fan, Mark Manor, is yes. involved in this whole operation I got yes. going here, and I don't want to offend anybody, but... But... So let's let's keep it... Uh, yeah, I mean, he... The, the world of music is a lesser place that he's gone, and that's the best way that I can put it. That's... it's. I think it's, it's funny word. that you, you mentioned uh, that he was an underrated guitar player, because... Uh, well, it's just not somebody that you think of all the time until now, until Facebook recently. Right. But like, uh, they asked Eric Clapton. You know, I heard. Once, I heard that. Yeah. Who's the? How does it feel to be the best guitar player in the world? He's like, ah, I don't know. Ask Prince. That's and true. it's just like, that's awesome. Now people are really starting to realize that because when you watch, I mean, it sucks that it took him being not here anymore for a lot of people to get really into what's out there. Of his, but the clips that have been posted over the last couple days are just—they're mind blowing. And you're right, that Super Bowl performance, like I liked it when I when I watched it, but I, I like I wept when I watched it this time because they, they had the guy talking about the rain and all the stuff they had to persevere just. Oh to yeah, put the you thing saw that on. NFL yeah. Network. That was awesome. just to put that on, and it was like, yeah, he's like he's playing four live electric guitars yeah. in a storm, and he doesn't he doesn't care if it kills him. Well, apparently he didn't care if a lot of things killed him. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's the unfortunate thing too um, about how um, tight-fisted he was with all of the stuff on YouTube and things like that. A lot of people didn't get to see some. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl halftime is a different story, but some of this rare stuff that's coming out now, um, while they're working out the estate, people are just flooding YouTube with this stuff because he didn't want it out there, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate because I think he would have been even more celebrated when he was alive. I don't know that he wanted that, though. I think he just kind of wanted to be known as a very talented musician, but he wanted his privacy. And he probably wanted to be paid for it. Did you uh, you guys hear about the estate? No. It's all going to his sister. Really? She's going to be the one making decisions on the vault of music that's there. I guess there's like... There's a thousand albums or something. No, there was over a a thousand tracks ten years ago. They said, and that was ten years ago, he could release an album a year for the next 100 years of just unreleased tracks. So apparently the dude just woke up, brushed his teeth, or not, and just got in the studio and just started recording music and just did that all day long. I mean, 
that's the life, I suppose. If there's one thing that you watch, you're probably not going to see it, but there's a Kevin Smith was giving an expo somewhere, and I don't remember where it was, but someone specifically asked him about his interactions with Prince, and it's like, go to YouTube, it's on there, just Kevin Smith, Prince. It's 31 minutes long, but like it will really give you an intricate look at what Prince was probably like. Because yeah. if you've ever heard Kevin Smith speak, the man speaks at lengths about a great many things, mm-hmm. and he's never afraid to share his stories. And this one's not a happy one, but... Right. It's probably pretty accurate. Well, speaking of accurate, I don't know if you saw, um, I posted a clip this week about <laughs> Prince was actually being interviewed about the Chappelle skit where he was playing basketball. There, and he was being interviewed, and the guy said, what, what did you think about that? First words out of Prince's mouth, he goes, yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he, I had him over. I had Charlie Murphy and his boys over, and we played ball. And it wasn't that I was so good. It's just that Charlie Murphy was just terrible. Now, I do think that's a bit of an understatement because anyone who knows the history of Prince, he actually was a legitimate high school basketball player in Minneapolis. He played, and he was on the varsity team. The guy could ball. And, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have been there and just saw that happen. Can you imagine watching Prince play ball in, like, one of those suits that he wore, (laughs) just crossing dudes over and just calling plays, fruity picks, all that. Right. Just, it was just a great story. And he, he, the other thing he mentioned at the end, he had uh, Chappelle over to his house a couple years after that skit came out. And they were just chilling or whatever around the house. And I guess Prince was like, hey, Dave, you want some pancakes? <laughs> I guess Chappelle lost it. I wonder what so. brought that on. The, pan, the whole pancakes thing probably was a, no, it was true. an afterthought to the he said, uh, marijuana consumption. <laughs> Prince did say that he served him pancakes, but he did not make the pancakes. And, of course, I mean, I'm sure he is a chef. Who wouldn't at that point? I wonder if they were shaped in a Prince symbol. (laughs) Uh, So we're here, and so far at Gino's, I'm impressed with their Charbuff wings. And what's this beer that you had me order? This is the Third Stone Brown Ale on tap here. Third Stone Brown Ale on tap. you got to try the fries. I'm going to have a fry. I'm trying to watch what I eat. I've got some things going on. That's our, that's our everyday fries. These are delicious, by the way. Uh, it's too bad that you people, all 36 of you who are listening, can't taste these fries. We've been coming here after practice for two years. Basketball practice? or <laughs> what? Uh, uh, no, our cover band practice. Oh, cover cover band practice. Right. Huh? <laughs> okay. It still bothers me. Shut our costumes. So, so you, you, I'm not comfortable with the definition. You didn't know you were a cover band. <laughs> no. Wow. I mean... If we have to go the extra mile just to be called the tribute, <laughs> like, I, it's worth it. I, I mean, well, what what could you do really? You could just like, put mean, on I a wristband, some weight, and maybe <laughs> get some hair plugs or something. I really. Some of you guys could, yeah, some more flannel. I don't know. Uh, they don't really look like. They just kind of look like dudes, huh? They don't. They don't really have a. a disti- it's not like they're kiss, you know, right. where you could well, just throw on some makeup and boots. I don't know. It depends how, how far you want to go with it. You want to do the uh, like 91, 92 show with like Vince and nothing but a hat and a guitar? No, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Never mind. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Damon, that we've had no, to. It's, uh, it's just a, it's eye opening for me because yeah, it is. I've been saying, that. I'm like, no, don't say <laughs> cover band. We're a tribute, damn it. <laughs> Well, I think every time you play as a tribute to Pearl Jam, I've been to your shows. Um, it's it's a sight to see. The, what I tell everybody who hasn't been is when you go and you see these guys play live, close your eyes, and you'll 
you can just imagine Pearl Jam there on stage. You nailed the Thank sound. You. All of your guys nailed the sound, so Thank I think you. it's great. It's one of the better, uh, one of the better cover bands in the area, <laughs> if not the best. Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> We've never been, we never won an award for it. No? Tell me about how that process works. Because uh, we got the OEA Winning awards? Uh, the, the showcase is coming up, right? Well, it's my understanding that if you and a bunch of your friends go on and you vote a bunch of times for yourself, mm-hmm. you'll get entered in a pool, and then you'll definitely be nominated to win an award. But here's mm-hmm. the thing about awards. Like, awards for art is like, this seems like that should be done around middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, just make it. Who cares? Like, I don't, I don't want to get involved in trying, to win, a, trying yeah. to win an award. I mean, somebody gives you an award, I, I feel like... You show up and you respect the process, uh-huh. but I don't really think it means anything. Okay. Now, are you significance? Travis might feel differently. Do you feel differently? No, Travis? I don't. <laughs> but I, <clears throat> Brian? No. But we, I, I probably should retract that email from the OEAA showcase then <laughs> that we submitted. W- was it an f bomb laden? No, we just want to play the show. Oh yeah. yeah. And now you guys, as Damon Nomad, you want to play the show? Yeah, right. Right. Okay. I think it's June 11th, so you guys should all make it down to to uh, Benson. For I that will be in event. St. Louis on June 11th, and I apologize for my prior planning. I, you know, what are you doing in St. Louis? Birthday party. Uh, you know what? Damn, I, a birthday party. It's a surprise party, which I may have just spoiled for somebody oh, who's God, actually going to listen to this. I'm glad I asked. God it. damn it. <laughs> Maybe, There's a, how long are you going to be there? Maybe maybe she won't be listening. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, oh, you have oh, hope then. Hang on, we got more. There we go. If it's a she, she's not going to listen to this. Maybe not. Maybe Sorry, ladies, won't. if there are any of you listening to this. My wife listens once in a while. Every so often. Sorry, we're all just gnawing on wings here. We all got Dude, mouthful I, well, of Well, if you go to St. Louis, there's a place called Pappy's. Mm-hmm. They're barbecue. St. Louis barbecue. I mean... I'm not going to say it's the best on the planet, but for St. Louis barbecue, it's the best in St. Louis. Better than Jack Stacks in Kansas City? Yeah. What? Dude, you know, you know. I've seen you make love to some Jack Stacks. Dude, I started the Jack Stacks movement here in Omaha. Yeah, you did. Um, So, don't get me started on that, but Pappy's is, it's it's better, dude. Okay. Sorry. It just is. I believe it. I believe it. I'll, I'll, uh, if I'm ever in St. Louis for stuff. June 11th. Right. I'll... (laughs) I'll for a birthday sort of party, party, right? <laughs> God, I gotta edit all of this out, or or just maybe like, maybe I'll unfriend this person on Facebook. <laughs> oh man, well you guys are a member of a legit band, members of a legit band called Damon Nomad. Um, tell us how this little project came into existence. Well, I know it seems like a vanity play, mm-hmm. having my name in in the group. Title, which I'm not really a fan of. My name's in the show title. Well, that's it's different. Haters gonna hate. It's different. Um, I don't want to rip on anybody past or present, but um, Damon Nomad is actually palindrome, mm-hmm. which for those of you that are unfamiliar with palindrome is the same thing forward and backwards if you read it. Don't for talk, example, don't talk down to my listeners. A slut nixes sex in Tulsa mm-hmm. is a palindrome. <laughs> shots fired. Uh, shots fired. <laughs> Man down. Uh, what race car? Is a palindrome? A man, a plan, a canal, a canal, 
Panama. Panama. Huh. Now I feel like you're. It's like. Now we're just reaching. Smoke signs. Yep. <laughs> now, Eve, we're here, we've won, which is one of our songs. Abophobia, mm-hmm. which is the fear of palindromes. Okay. <laughs> Is a palindrome. So, so and it's also the name of one of our songs. So, what sparked you to do this? What, what sparked you guys to get together? And, and you know, what was the driving force behind everything? The driving force, gosh, uh, gosh. I just said gosh on the podcast twice. Twice. We've been dropping f bombs and gds and. Well, else. golly, Jesse. Right. It's just there's been been almost a decade since I was in the studio and there's some songs that have been sitting around because of mm-hmm. that so we're forced into a spot where now we're recording two albums at the same time nice that's trying it's a, a good spot to be in how uh, how far apart are you guys going to uh, release those albums I, I haven't even thought about the release I, honestly mm-hmm. April Fools falls on a Saturday next year and I'd like to do I'd like to say I've got a, something in the bag by then it could come out before then okay uh, might not. I don't know. So for people who have never listened, uh, what kind of music is it? What are we talking about? Awesome. Here? It's awesome music. I don't know, dude. I mean, there's a, one of the albums is just a piano suite. It's a three-act piano suite. It's got anywhere between 10 and 14 songs on it. Why do I feel like you I don't know. Why, I'm it. not full of it. No, I swear. It absolutely exists. Okay. I swear. All right. But well, it's got lyrics so and stuff. There's that. Horns and strings. So and kind of like a notes. like a Ben notes. Folds type deal. Uh, no. He's not gonna play you brick. I want brick every time. Are you just Are you just naming piano players now? Pretty much. Billy Joel. Is it like Billy Joel and Elton okay, John? Yeah. And yes, it is. Yeah. I'm just gonna say yes because they've obviously had some amount of success. Actual Rose p- played piano a little bit when he was in Guns N' Roses. Is it he like did. Guns N' Roses? Uh, yes. Okay. So. I see videos of you guys. Um, it looks kind of, uh, it's it's rock, right? I yeah. It's a little rock. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Depends on, you know, what, what song it is and what it calls for. Okay. But, but the basis of, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the basis of the music is acoustic-based. Okay, so it's acoustic-based. It has acoustic to be able to, be, to function and work on an acoustic level before you add the other instruments to it. Okay. I don't feel like that was intentional. I just think like I, I write on either a piano or an acoustic guitar. So I gotta tell you guys, if you don't know what kind of music you're playing, I I, I see why they're not nominating you guys for awards and stuff here. Not returning my email. <laughs> you know? But the cover These guys band, don't Jesse, even know what we're talking about. The cover band. <laughs> That's well defined. Okay. Now. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that's cool. So I think we not, we were nominated once. One year we were. I think nominated. you were. I remember that. I remember looking at the nomination. But I remember thinking, who did this? Because mm-hmm. I didn't vote. Yeah. Nobody in my band voted, so it must have been a legitimate nomination. Well, you got a big enough following where I think uh, you know people probably it was an organic uh, movement. But you get what say. I'm saying. There's bands that go around to all their friends. Please vote for us. I will never do that. Mm-hmm. I might drop the link and be like, vote for who you think is best. Right. Because that's. I mean. I don't know. You're a better man than me. I would force my friends and family to vote for me in anything. Just I just like to, to support whoever is there and whoever does care about winning awards. Mm-hmm. Like, no shame on you. Just okay. go win those awards. Very good. For the rest of us that are <laughs> not caring so much. So, so you got. You said you got two albums you're working on. What uh, What are we working on as far as shows? You guys got any shows coming up as Damon Nomad besides play, the uh, OEAs that won't Chaps schedule you? Go ahead and take that one. Okay. Um, I know that. Damon yeah. needs to work on some wings while you talk, basically, is what's happening. Um, 
531 at the Ozone. Um, it is the Tuesday night, what would you call it? Um, Evans and Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Um, Scott and Evans runs it. It's kind of a invitation, open mic type situation, okay. rotating bands throughout the night. We kind of talked about doing act two of the piano suite too. Oh, so That's true. Which yeah. one of you plays piano? Okay, Damon. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that, that is what's on the immediate horizon. I mean, we play for, you know, 30, 45 minutes, something like that. Uh, it's a great room. Um, it's just a chill place to watch music um, on a Tuesday night. So cool. And that's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. That helps, too. Nice. Okay, so 531. Um, and then, Travis, I know that uh, our good friend Ryan Osbar, he just announced that he's uh, releasing an album soon, and you, you did some work on that. I did. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that what that album's like, because I'm trying to pry information out of Ryan, and he's he's holding stuff close to the chest. Uh, if you can tell me anything about it, that he wouldn't mind you telling about it. Oh sure. Uh, pre-release. Um, it has banjo on it. It has banjo. It does have banjo. Sorry, on I blew it. the secret. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, well, it's it's definitely different from the Icarus stuff. I mean, I think you've probably gathered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a country direction. Yeah, I was um, listening today. Yeah. I got my advanced copy of the CD Friday. Mm -hmm. um, turned out fantastic. Um, I did, I think, five songs. Uh, mandolin on three of them, banjo on two of them. Um, there's just some fantastic music on there. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to really describe it. It's, it's pretty, it's modern country, but yeah. it's not like you know. What, what are those guys? Florida, not Georgia like Lion Luke or Bryan. Like that. Or yeah, or yeah. No, no, nothing like that. Well, what it's I told I told him today is I thought his voice sounded a little bit. At times, he had some John Popper in there, and, and he fired back with you know who who do I think doesn't sound like John Popper? But oh, that's true. No, I, that's true. No, I think he he does. And then but then the the music and how it flowed, at least in the one song I listened to, it had some like Lady Antebellum going on. Yeah, I kind of felt like that, like Lady Antebellum with John Popper and. However, you could imagine that working. Uh, I thought it worked pretty well. So yeah. um, his backup or his was a co-singer. How would you say that backup singer? Oh, uh, Billy Frost. She, she yeah, she's great. Additional vocals, I right. guess you would call it. Great voice. Um, great voice. Fantastic. Uh, Mike Friedman did some steel guitar on there, which okay. um, is fantastic. Uh, his rhythm section for Mike Harris is on there. Um, the release, I think, is at Barley's on the 28th of May. Um, I think it's Sack of Lions and. Uh, yep. And uh, I, can't I, I can't think of who else is on there. Somebody. Oh, uh, Daniel Burns. Burns. Dan yeah. Burns. Yep. So, uh, should be a good time. Cool. Well, good deal. Well, you guys are busy then. Is that, that's that's the, oh the gist of all of this. Yeah. Okay. Who's this guy? Some other dude just sat this at the other table. This is my engineer. You have an engineer? This is Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. So, you guys are brothers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Civil engineer. Yeah, you look, yeah, you look like <laughs> brothers. Okay. Cool. Well, they were in the band Suspicious Fifth back in the day, so oh, somebody little, will recognize that. Omaha history. That's yeah. how I met them. I thought they were phenomenal. Guest appearances with Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. On guitar and drums. Nice. Guitar and drums, yeah. Right. Uh, just phenomenal people, these guys. So good deal. Happy to have them here. Well, shoot, we got we got a little bit of time left. Tell us tell us some history. Let's let's talk some history, Damon. What uh, for people who don't know who the hell you are? Uh, Which is everybody. Right. Who? Uh, what What are some of the other projects you've been involved in? Bands you've been in? Well, your uh, your media guru, Dane Michael, mm -hmm. he's my brother. Yes. We were in a band called Kill Bosby. Mm -hmm. We talked about that last. Back week. in the early '90s. 
No, it was early '90s. Jesus. No, it was. I think we started in 2003 yeah. in Iowa City, and we moved here for the big stage. The big stage. Literally, there was no place to play. In. There was like two <laughs> places to play in Iowa City. <laughs> like you just played here last week. I'm like, yeah, but we still want to. We want to play again. <laughs> no, you got to give us two months. So, I came here first, and I convinced him to come over here. Saint for, sent for Dane. He came over and. Got Tim from Wisconsin and Joe from Kearney, who's, who's now, he's a big deal in California. Yeah. Drummer extraordinaire. But uh, I don't know. It's boring, man. Okay. All that's behind me. All right. Why do Why we don't break up? Be boring here. Why do we break up, you ask? You all got you all got old and got married and had kids and, and got regular jobs and stuff. No, I, I feel like one of my, my, my big things and one of the reasons I'm difficult to work with, which you will hear out there, okay. is that I don't. I, I, I'm anti-censorship. This is really hard for me to not drop the F-bomb that you dropped earlier. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty anti-censorship. And I just, I, I don't know. I feel like if you, if it's something you got to say, say it. Like, And if, I just feel like uh, a lot of times that's cost me cost me the projects that I was in. Okay. Uh, but it was, what, we did Disappearing Ink after that, after Kill Bosby, which was some of these same songs, but not... I'm not even interested in the old songs anymore. I'm pretty much got a piano, a new piano, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. It's been just riding storm ever since. Okay. So you had a Tom Petty thing going on for a while. Oh yeah. What happened to that? Uh, Damon the Torpedoes. Yeah. Was, that, was the name of I that? Went, one? I went to one of your shows and and, and you nailed that again too. That, that was definitely a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> By definition, another another cover band. I think we did them in the same night a couple times. You did the show I went to. You played you played both. That's a lot of work, man, to sing for like four four and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, Damon the Torpedoes. And now uh, Travis, it, sorry, I know you're you're mid wing as I as I go to you. Mid wing. That's a good band name, I, dude. Mid-wing? That is yeah, mid mid wing. It's almost like an eighties <laughs> like an eighties glam rock. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, mid wing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Travis, I know I knew you for a couple of years before I even realized that you played instruments. Uh, That's true. What was your? Were you involved in any bands before you got hooked up with this guy? Or? Uh, way back in the day, I played with Mr. Matt Webke. Oh wow, I know so, that guy. He's got amazing he hair. He does. Like he to die for. Does. I'm a bald man, it's and I think you sort of are. I know Damon is. Uh, I die for his hair. I just want to throw that out there. But so whips. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we did uh, some acoustic shows. Um, then he started putting a band together. Um, we played with several drummers. Mm-hmm. It was kind of spinal tapish there, and was just one of many guitar players. He's had phenomenal guitar players over the year, which I don't even. Why'd you leave? Why did I? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why did I leave? Creative difference? No, not even that. Um, I had a lot going on at the time. Yeah. Which this is a. It's, this is funny that you asked this because it's never a conversation I've even had, ever had with him, huh. which is just fantastic. Cool. Which I don't know if he'll listen to this or not, but uh, he might. He might. He put. He might put it on the background. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe was, he's turned it by now. I don't know. It was a weird time in my life, man. Now he's got it. It was. Uh, I had just broken up with the first real love of my life. <laughs> Had a burgeoning drinking problem and was trying to graduate from college. So oh, yeah, playing in bands was not the best thing for me. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, he moved on to, to better and greater things, and 
it's fantastic that he's able to go out there and do his thing with Dwight Yoakam. That is cool. That's a that's a good story that I didn't know, and like I said, yeah, known you for a while. Yeah, know which that. I'm I'm so happy you brought that up, <laughs> wow. um, dude. But I'm I, just I wish trying to have a conversation. He's a fantastic musician, um, and he, he's out there doing his thing. You can't you can't fault him for that. So. Definitely not. Definitely much respect. I, I see uh, uh-huh. Zippel, that's their drummer. Mm-hmm. He will post uh, pictures of his office for the night, which uh, from the drum riser out into the open stadium and I, I just think it's the coolest thing so I'm super happy for those guys and I think they're doing what every Omaha musician aspires to do at some point so right. good good on them man for real right I'm glad you brought that up I've had these conversations before Any, anybody who gets into this and, and is into playing in front of people live um, that's not that's not your end goal like your end goal and no offense to anyone your end goal is to not play the waiting room on a Saturday night. That's not where you want to peak. And, you know, any time that somebody comes from that and goes bigger, one of my pet peeves is when uh, people do, you know, quote, sell out, and then everybody just jumps on them and attacks them. Like, come on, man. Uh, a good friend of ours, Jeff Harder, said to me one time, dude, selling out is the adult thing to do. And I think it, you, you've got to get around it. You, you've got to stop calling it selling out and just calling it, being ma- mainstream hey, I, successful, adult, right? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that. You know, no, I, I feel like uh, I really love. I love that you're doing this because it. I mean, oh, I'm you're sell- a sports I'm guy. Out. You're a sports guy though, but it totally puts a focus on you know not only the depth of the people that make music in this area because uh-huh. you talk about other things, but also puts a, a focus on local art, and that's right. that's that's my end game. I honestly, I'd be fine playing the waiting room forever. For me, I want to put out a record that I can listen to. Mm-hmm. I know it's so weird for you to hear that, probably, because uh, there's this thing about listening to your own music. But why? For those of you that are against that, Kanye does it. Why? Why? <laughs> why would you make a record and then just oh, good. Right. Here, here you go, everyone else. Oh yeah. That that's selling out to me. When you make a record for everybody else, make a record for yourself to listen mm-hmm. to. And then if, if other people like it, congratulations. I know what you're saying. It doesn't saying. even matter if they like it. No, I've, I've, I've written things before. I've written articles where I, I, you know, you hit publish or submit. And as soon as I hit it, I, the first question I asked myself was, would I read that? Would I enjoy reading that? What would I think after I read it? Um, no, you want to put out something that you yourself enjoy. And then I think if you enjoy it, others are going to just naturally enjoy it. You you know you know when you make trash. I don't care if you're talking paint, music, writing. You you know when you put out trash, and you know when you put out quality. I'm gonna call you out on this though. Okay. Because I feel like, yeah, you just define music. Like there are people that put out crap just because it will be purchased. Mm-hmm. That's not anything I'm gonna do. Now in your in your business with your <laughs> sports knowitallfootball.com mm-hmm. and whatnot. There is a thing that you have to do to get clicks. Yeah. And you have to, you know, probably say things that you don't necessarily believe. I believe every last word I've ever that's, put that's into good a keyboard. That's good because I, I feel like uh, you know what I'm saying. I know, I know what you're saying. There, People do click. It's bait. out there. Like I, I'm members of some stuff on, on Facebook, and I'll click on it. I'm like, that was total horseshit. What you have as your headline uh-huh. is what got me to click on this. you talking about my stuff? No, 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 oh, not okay, you. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, that's that's the your definition. headline got me to click, yeah. and then I read this. I'm like, 
this is garbage, right? You're trash, right? But I haven't I seen, you. I haven't, I haven't just seen that from like local bloggers or I've seen that from like legit National, news, yeah. newspapers. Well, let's yeah. look at Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Don't tell love, me the producers of that show. Don't oh, say they, you're taking this side. Oh, you're taking sure. this side. Defend it to the death. I don't right. care if it's what you believe or not. We're paying you. I love me some Stephen A. I, you I know think, what? I think they try to censor him too. a little bit. I do too. Yeah. Some of the best stuff he's ever it's said. He's gotten trouble it's so for. So entertaining. Sure. Well, that's cool. Well, guys, uh, I don't know how much longer we can drag this out. And I think I want to have another beer and just chill. Yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap this up a little earlier. This is, uh, by a couple of minutes, our shortest show, but that's no big deal. Um, I think it's been fun. Uh, I thank you guys for Are being here. Are you saying we're burnouts? We you burned guys, out your program? Not really. I just think that we just went and talked and had beers. And men, hey, these wings are good. You guys, come on out, and I swear I swear they're not paying me any money to say this. Come on down to Geno's, or up to Geno's, or west to Geno's. Come, Geno's is my jam, dude. Come to Geno's, 168th of Maple. They've got some legit wings. It's a nice, you know, it's like an open style. It's a sports bar, right? Pizza's good, too. Yeah, yeah. good pizza. Come on out and check this place out. Uh, again, they're not paying me anyway to say it. Uh, I'm pretty picky about my sports bars. Um, go out and see Damon Nomad on May 31st, right? At the Ozone Lounge. Ozone Lounge. Didn't you get your wallet stolen there once? Oh, man. <laughs> we could tell that story. Yeah. Yes, we, yes, we did. Okay. Uh, hold on to your wallets and go down to May, <laughs> the Ozone Lounge on May 31st. You're trying to get people to go to this, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, thanks were, for being on, guys. They were completely cool after that. So. Good deal. Well, again, you can uh, you can download Radio Omaha, the app. We have an actual app. I don't know if you guys were yeah, aware of that. Yeah, Google Play Store, Apple Store. Um, this podcast is on iTunes. It's also an actual show on Radio Omaha. Uh, check us out. Listen. Listen often. And uh, we're going to try to ch- keep this train going. But uh, thanks for being on, fellas. And thanks yeah, for recommending this place. Thanks so much for place. having us. Thank you. Go right. local art and music. All right. We'll see you next week.